This is episode 502 on the 1st of April 2022. Metaverse, a travesty and mockery of human interactions. What exactly is metaverse? It's an online virtual universe. Isn't that contradictory? Is it online and virtual in the same sentence? We often use this term online and virtual without knowing actually what either online or virtual means. Both these terms are incorrect and used in manners which are grammatically and otherwise incorrect. Where your avatar can interact. just the way you do in the physical or an in person world why would i want to interact with someone without moving away from my house that shows how lazy human beings are people were already lazy they didn't want to go outside too often meet people because they thought going outside would mean using transportation whether public or private spending on fuel and other things and then the two years of this whole gimmick called the virus accelerated their laziness i can sit on my desk on my backside without moving and i can interact with people without moving an inch but it's not fun i've been part of multiple video conferences it can be useful up to some extent it has its pros but it has more cons especially if you can meet people face to face of course this discussion no longer holds water in the contemporary times but the concept of metaverse just makes me wonder what is happening yes we have to move on we have to adapt to technology but then our definition of technology has been narrow minded that we have a very myopic view of technology for us technology means computers internet of things devices talking to each other or using tools which make things easy and the concept of work from home work from anywhere well there is no work from home and there is no work from anywhere of course it depends from individual to individual and it can just be in the same life but would i love to interact with someone if i don't move away from my place i use internet and other tools to interact there is no fun If I don't meet someone face to face, if I don't see them in their actual physical form, that is tangible. I don't shake hands with them or I don't talk to them. Then the metaverse interaction or the avatar interaction or whatever is the trend right now, it's not weird. That's why it says online and virtual, and of course. these are disruptions the pseudo media wasn't enough of a disruption where every time 
are doing something on pseudo media of course the pseudo media companies are responsible for what is published on their platform but there is a big but it also the responsible responsibility of the individual to publish things why do you want to publish something which in the world that everyone is thinks in and they and they react to the most mundane of things because they have nothing to do if someone reacts to someone's post or whatever on social media and says what you are saying is wrong what you are saying is against certain norms well the person who said this is at fault but the person or the groups who reacted these groups react because they are paid to react they don't react because they do it out of love for any culture or any such things they react because they are told if you react that all your paycheck will be formed the more you react the more you make a mountain out of a mole hill that is isi chote isi chote cheez ko bada chada ke bina baat ke uska patangad banana which is the usp of human interactions if we don't make a big deal out of small things out of the mundane things human beings simply don't won't exist but coming back to this whole concept of metaverse in person interaction versus video interaction well there is no debate of course two years one interacted with individuals through video calls it has its good effects yes continued discussions continued meetings but when the invitation to in person is there if i can meet someone face to face i can actually talk with them why would i want to have a fake interaction sitting from my home talking to someone or entering the computer like you've seen in movies like matrix or once upon a time there was a certain tv show in which the protagonist would stick the guitar and they would be entering this world where they would fight with all kinds of negative influences these things look good on tv because tv can exaggerate tv shows movies exaggerate things but in real life i would never want to use this concept of metaverse whatever be the advantages whatever be the pros or whatever be the reasons why individuals push this the way we interact for meetings will change everything will look very different imagine you are on an all leg and you want to see what safety training is actually like so without going to the actual place it's like simulation when pilots are trained in simulation that's fine that's training that is fine that has been happening for so long but meeting someone face to face that is not going away not today not 100 years from now not in the 24th century not in the 30th century not beyond not before that it's not going away yes sometimes certain things help because that's just the way humans interact and then for those who cannot come 
for the metaverse work but then metaverse is once again open to discussion open to subjective assessment but for me whether you call me old school or a dinosaur or whatever be the nomenclature if i have to choose between meeting someone or actually meeting someone i can use tools and technologies but i can meet someone but i'm not actually meeting them i am also meeting them see it's confusing i am not meeting them but i am meeting them because i can see them face to face i can there can be a tactile relationship but it's not exactly a tactile relationship of course it can help in a few things but then it has made us lazy that's the way i look at this it has its pros it has its cons but the cons will always outweigh the pros and then we have been influenced by movies like star trek tv shows like star trek matrix where they use certain tools in matrix there's the digital avatar of the characters where they are actually in a world where they actually combat the machines or fight with the antagonists they're not they just use technology where the pair the brain where they're sitting in a chair but they are being transported to another world that actually being transported they don't move only thing that moves is that it's difficult to explain what actually happens in the movie like matrix but then it's a movie everyone knows it's a movie it's not real such things don't happen and take a million years for such things to happen star trek in star trek there was the concept of hologram where the characters in their spaceship would use their hologram or virtual reality or augmented reality to enter the timeline they want to be a part of and then interact with people but they knew that these interactions were not real they knew that even if they were talking with such individuals forget the fact that it's a movie and in movies things are often exaggerated and levels which often make human beings go all nostalgic if you are nostalgic by watching a movie then you have a big constitution that all i have to say a movie is supposed to be enjoyed a movie can give some kind of education but it's not supposed to influence an individual movies like netflix tv shows like star trek star wars maybe 100 years from now such things will happen in reality it can happen but things like metaverses will take time and then one thing that really puts me off is when we use terms like baby boomer generation x millennial generation z generation y we are running out of alphabets for that whether it's hindi or english and what is boomers in the mid 40s and mid 60s who are the gen x mid 60s and early 80s who are the millennials early 80s and mid 90s and who are gen z in late 90s and early 2010s how was this concept developed i have no idea but i don't agree with 
terms like Gen X, Millennials, I don't see the difference. Mindset, maybe. Baby boomers, one doesn't know where that term came from. It still baffles me up to a lot of extent. And then it's, it's the concept of gaming. If I want to play a video game, do I want to be a part of the game when I'm actually being the sports person? Of course, video game is for fun. Gaming is for fun. Whether I play a game on my computer, on my laptop, or I use other tools such as PS3, PS4, Xbox, or whatever. I do enjoy a good video game, but it's for fun. It's to take out time. It's just for that after reading newspapers and doing all the work on the computer and then there's a time when one it's is nine hours. thinking what can one do just use that time to have a good video game it should be for fun i don't even use the online part of it i don't play with someone else through the internet i play it the video games have been there for so long so it's just for fun and when it comes to fun well there are a lot of things one can do well it's better to play an actual game instead of playing the video game part of it but when you cannot meet someone when individuals are not available to play the actual game then you play the video game but if you have individuals who are ready to play means if i have someone who is ready to play a game like chess why will I play chess with a computer or why will I play chess with someone else who is not even present in front of me? I don't know if it's an actual person, if they're actually interested or if it's just an excuse that okay, I'll play a video game. It doesn't work like that. Metaverse may be a good concept, may be a good concept in some things, but it will never replace in-person interactions. In fact, nothing in the world can replace in-person interaction, not pseudo-media, not emails, not metaverse, not online gaming, nothing, not video conferencing. These are just what one calls substitute. They were there for a while and they will continue to be used by individuals who think it works for me because I'm lazy. I don't want to move away from my house. I can sit for hours on my, well, hours on the chair. And then what happens? Right now, the concept of metaverse is being appreciated. But after a while, the same individual who were promoting the concept of metaverse, maybe five, six years from now, they will say metaverse may lead to problems. Because you are sitting on the computer, you are watching people through a screen, there is no interaction, your brain is not reacting to the way the metaverse wants your brain to react and then people will be sad, people will be affected. The same individual will say that in a few years from now. Just like five years ago, they all appreciated pseudo media. And now, right now, they look at pseudo media as this thing which makes people unhappy. Nothing in the world can make someone unhappy. I don't use pseudo media and I don't think not using pseudo media affects me. And if there are something on pseudo media which certain individuals publish, are we supposed to react to that? 
therefore people to see that's how things are and that is real world that's actually athletes interacting with each other actually playing face to face imagine this kind of a tournament played in the metaverse form it would be so fun it would be difficult to create an expensive face to face interaction is the most economical interaction one can have it's the most substantial interaction one can have of course there will be individuals who will say face to face doesn't work in the modern world i have no idea what the term modern world means when it comes to this particular tournament australia versus england moment world cup final of course the excitement won't be there in this part of the world because india is not part of the tournament so you may not have that many viewers but it will be interesting because good teams who have done well in the group games or a team which had share of up and downs but that's in the past here you are how you reach the finals that's irrelevant who can win course the logic says australia emotion says england which logic australia has the team they have the all rounders the batters the bowlers to do the job england has the emotion behind them they have the defending champions tag behind them a bit of pressure over there and then they know that if they are in a hole they can climb from it and emerge as winners the so semi finals finals interesting match one month of interesting tournaments but here comes another question what happens if the match is totally rained out rain will always be a factor and i don't think the governing body has a backup date for the tournament what happens if the tournament is rained out means no tie breaker possible and no five over match also possible because there will be a cut off time it's a day and night match but there will be a cut off time what happens if it rains and and will the trophy be shared it won't be fair for anyone so that will be a very interesting thing on the part of the government but knowing that there is no reserve date that they can have the final on another date at least not in my knowledge is there a reserve date for this tournament so what will happen if the entire match is rained out if the rains go beyond the time is the cut off time of the tournament which means tie breaker is not possible a shortened game is not possible that always a possibility the second possibility is that it could be a match where not a speck of rain in the sky clear blue skies 25 degrees good enough but rain cannot be counted out especially in countries like new zealand south africa australia england at this time of the world should the governing body have taken into account the rain factor yes they should have is it too late to discuss that probably but then comes a the question who will win the men's 50 over and 20 over world cup the 50 over world cup still 16 months away the 
Wendigo World Cup seven months away. As the advertisement often says, anything is possible in seven months. But the 20 over World Cup is happening in Australia, and let me tell you, Blaine will play a huge role. So let's presume that the governing body has dedicated reserve days, especially for the knockout games. Otherwise, it will be a travesty as far as the tournament is concerned. Who will win? I let my listeners answer that question. Logic dictates. Australia, England, New Zealand because they are former semi-finalists, finalists and champions. Emotions might say a team from the subcontinent, any of the four teams, so the dice will be rolled in favour of the biggest country in the subcontinent on which we are a part of. But then at the performance in the 20 over World Cup, saying that India can win both, well, a few individuals may laugh their hearts out. They could be rolling on the floor saying, Are you serious about saying that India can win both the tournaments? Well, I don't know. They can, they have the pedigree, they have the team, they have the all rounders, and you never know what happens on that day. You have 12 13 teams, all 12 13 teams won't be winning. Of course, we are still hungovered by the gimmick performance in the 21 World Cup where the team was knocked out in the group stage after controversial first two matches. But then that's the nature, that's the way, that's the way people remember things. And the pseudo media, the print media, the electronic media, the film media will not make it easy. Once the 21 World Cup starts, there is an obsession to do a SWOT analysis of every team and what means the SWOT analysis of the Indian team. Inconsistency, which was a terminology used for other teams. We were so hungover by the loss of one neighboring country that we forgot the 12 1 speed. Of course, it's the same when Undertaker had a 21 post speed and he lost to Brock Lesnar, and that we set all the Statistics so a 12 0 streak doesn't matter if you lose one match. 13 matches, 12 wins, one loss, and we are, of course, you lose, we are hungover by it. I'm not going to get into that debate because whoever is practicing that idea, well, they will have to reset their brain.
Cool.